right, and we're recording. How you doing today, Jen? I am doing wonderful. Awesome. Um, real quick, can you drag that mic? <laughs> <laughs> that was already. already That's hilarious. Already. Like literally, we just I just said. Then you're like, just let me know if yeah. I need to drag it closer. Um, anyways, uh, how are you doing today? I'm doing really well. It's a little chilly outside for you know, but. It's, I'm doing really well. Yeah, for those people that are listening from like Florida or like the Carolinas, <laughs> it's cold as fuck here in Michigan. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't expecting it to be this cold today. So yeah, it was a little eye opening, but it is what it is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's kind of been a shocker like weekend because it yeah. snowed I, a couple of mornings ago. I woke up and my daughter's like, it's snowing. And I'm like, no way. It was spitting out a little bit of flakes this morning, too, before I went into work on my first client. So, yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. What, what is going on? <laughs> when it, is summer ever going to come? Who knows? You know, last year in March, it, it was so dry till like, the middle of June, I think. So, that is Michigan. <laughs> that is Michigan, where it's cold, like, eight months out of the year. <laughs> yes. I'll say yes. Depends on the year, but yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so speaking of Michigan, are you from Michigan? Are you from the Lansing area? I actually grew up in a small town south of Lansing uh, in Leslie. So mm. yes, I am originally from from uh, Michigan in the Lansing area. Now, what's Leslie like? Is it like a small town? Very small town. Okay. When I lived there, everybody knew everybody. <laughs> I'm sure it hasn't changed much. <laughs> what is the population like there? How many people would you say? I I'm sure it's grown over the years, but I have no idea, honestly. No. No. <laughs> How many kids did you have in your your graduating class? 92. Wow. Yes. Wow. <laughs> yes, that's small. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And wow. it was more girls than boys. The year that we graduated. So. Okay. Oh, yeah. Not, not so fortunate for, for the girls, I guess. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> yeah, I guess. That's kind of thing. Yeah. So uh, tell me about yourself. Um, do you live in Lansing now? Yes, I live in uh, East Lansing, Okemos border. Um, and I once I left, uh, I went to college at MSU. And I originally had planned on being the first woman president. <laughs> <laughs> but that quickly changed. <laughs> um, I did get a horticulture degree from Michigan State. And you got a what? Horticulture degree. Okay. Do you know what that is? I don't. Okay. So there's different aspects of it, but it's growing vegetables. It can be working in a winery and, you know, making uh, uh, vineyards. And there's the landscape nursery aspect of it. There's just different aspects, of, but it's all has to do with nature. Mm. Yes, not the concrete part. That's the that's the uh, landscape architects. Okay, okay. <laughs> like if you go into like a mall parking lot and you see trees and 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 bushes and stuff, and you see a lot of concrete, that's landscape architect. Okay. Where horticulture is more gardening, landscaping, um, growing stuff that you actually eat. So maybe you can answer this question. I've, this is a question I've I've had for a while. But like, as you're driving through East Lansing on the countryside of of, of it, just right right around the corner. Okay. Um, uh, there's uh like right off of Mount Hope and uh, right off of like right next to the golf course. There's these fields and the the colors of grass are different. Oh yeah. And they're like it, it looks like they're just shaved. It almost like it looks so weird. Like the texture just looks weird. It looks fake. What is that? Depending on where you're talking, there is places that is the turf management um, 
places out there and they grow different grasses to to do you know michigan state's a very uh what's research you know university Mm -hmm. and so there's a lot of different areas that they test things out with grasses even like apples and they have a farm that they grow their own trees and and make hybrids of different things apples and fruits and you know that kind of stuff. Interesting. Now, mm-hmm. did you ever get involved in any of that stuff? I did go to the farm once or twice, but I never did that aspect of it. When I this was a long time ago. I'm I'm a lot older than I look. <laughs> <laughs> but um, when I did it, I uh, I didn't go into that aspect of it. I did do the landscape nursery, but that was a time where they were shifting. Um, I could decide what I wanted to do, and I wasn't. Sure, and I went to the landscape nursery aspect mm. of it, so I was really happy that I did do that. But um, now, what made you want to do that? If I'm honest with you, I chose uh, <laughs> I chose a, a, a degree that would allow me not to have to deal with politics. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought, okay, I'm going to do a 180. And I didn't realize at the time that life is politics, so mm. you'd never get away from it, yeah. right? But at the time, I was very naive and thought, oh, I'm just going to talk to trees and plants, and it'll be one, <laughs> and it'll be that, it'll be that. <laughs> so, yeah, that's what... So That's what I did. were you originally planning on going to school for politics? Yeah, I was I was seriously thinking about um, going and doing something in the political realm. I when I was in like sixth grade, I had a whole like list of how I was going to do this and then do that and then that. And I was like, oh. and then when I started actually getting involved, I was like, oh, <laughs> OK, so you either have to have a name or money or. Or, um, yeah, I couldn't figure out how I was going to solve the world's problems, you know, because I couldn't see. I mean, I'm really about the bigger picture, but I was like, oh, wait a minute. Now. (laughs) How do we figure this out? (laughs) What what kind of problems would you want to solve that made you want to go into politics? Well, because I thought I could, you know, unite and uh, make everyone love everyone. (laughs) (laughs) Basically, I mean, I mean, it's very naive, but I mean, I, I, there was more involved, of course, at the time, but, but, but that was really, I'm like, why can't we all get along? Like, I, (laughs) I didn't understand, like, even, it didn't matter how many religious courses I took, it didn't matter. I was like, why? I just don't understand why. (laughs) That's kind of a question I like to ask myself today is like, why can't people get along with all the technology and everything we know and like the, the constant, um, uh, like you have access to all the information at the palm of your hand. You can find literally anything out instantaneously and we're all still divided. Yeah. I, it and, really bothers me. Like it really has bothered me that we're this divided. It's insane. Mm-hmm. It's sad. Yes. And I thought we were coming a little bit together with, tw- with COVID lockdown and stuff. Cause I kept seeing, a really good friend of mine passed away literally a week before lockdown. He didn't have mm-hmm. COVID. He died of other things. But I literally spent my time grieving, and I just kept seeing all the positive things in the world. I didn't see all the – I mean, I'm not taking away the people that we lost and all that kind of stuff. I just kept seeing all the positive, and I was like, mm-hmm. oh, my God. You know, so, yeah, I, I really don't – I don't have an answer for you. <laughs> What kind of effects, I don't want to talk too much about COVID because it's been right. over-talked about yeah. and it's 
just uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but what kind of effects do you think the long lasting effects of COVID will have on society? Like as far as like the young people coming up and like the way people treat each other, do you well, see it getting better? Some, yes, because people miss and crave that, that human contact. I'm also a massage therapist, which I haven't gone into that yet. So, um, through when we were on lockdown, I had months of people, because I have a lot of regulars that have a lot of um, chronic pain. They have a lot of autoimmune diseases. And so they were really upset that they could not see me. They couldn't understand why I wasn't a medical. It was like all massage therapists were locked down. There wasn't a, you know, a difference on that. Um, so I saw the the yin and the yang, I guess, mm-hmm. of, of how people were interacting. Maybe they were missing. Some people were enjoying the fact that they didn't have to deal with humans. Yeah, that, that was me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I have some friends that have really embraced that aspect of, of COVID and like, I never leave my house. And I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> so, um, but, it, I, but I do... Um, I don't know. It's such a touchy subject because everybody comes from a different perspective, right? Yeah. So, but I I hope that we've we've learned something. I don't know about the kids so much. I I've seen um, some reactions because at one point in time, for my my own experience, uh, my brother in law had gotten COVID. My when my niece found out, and this was just you know at the beginning of this year, mm. I think she thought he was going to die. Like that was her thought because she, my sister had informed me that you know she had such a reaction to it that it was just, I was like, oh my god, you know, because why would she feel that way? So is it the pressures of, and, and my sister, and my brother in law don't like have news on twenty four seven or anything like that. Yeah. So is it just life? I, I mean, know. I think it might have just been a narrative that was kind of portrayed that, you know, I mean, and, and it, it is a is a true narrative for some people, you know, like some people um, when they did get COVID, they like were at high risk of, of dying. Yes. Um, whereas like some people who got it would be completely fine. Like I got COVID twice and I was fine. Um, I was sick like for a couple of days. But aside from that, I was fine. But like for some people, it's like it could be a deadly thing and it's yes. scary. Yes. So. I, I get that perspective for some people. Yes. And and I, I don't have an answer because to my knowledge, I never got COVID. Really? Yes. Wow. To my knowledge. Now. You got crazy antibody. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or did I have and didn't have any symptoms? Yeah. And and the couple times that I've had been tested, I've never tested negative. So, wow. Or positive. Well, positive. Yeah. <laughs> never tested negative. But you know what I mean. <laughs> you never had COVID. <laughs> no, I never had COVID to my knowledge. Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah. So, um, but I also play it safe with, you know, my clients because they are high risk and I'm willing to do what they need for, you know. Their protection. And their protection. I'm okay with that. So, yeah. 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 I'm, I'm just glad to see society going back to a kind of back to normal in a sense. Yes. You know, it's. It's, it's been a slow process, but it's nice to be able to see people unmasked and see their face and yes. like have conversations face to face and like yes. feel like humans again. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Now I did travel for the first time in February in two years and I'm wow. a big traveler. So getting on the plane, I was a little, I was a little nervous, not so much about the traveling part. I was, again, I haven't 
we haven't talked about this, but I am an empath and an intuitive. So seeing the people freak out about mass stuff on planes, I was like, oh, my God, am I going to be able to be on a plane for this long with people and their energy and having to deal with it? Oh, that was a little nerve wracking. But but other than that, it was, you know, back to same old, same old. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, OK. So they changed a little bit of stuff in two years going through TSA, but other than that, all right. <laughs> well, it's cool. It's nice to be able to get back to the, some of the things that we once, you know, missed. Um, so anyways, let's get, let's get into your, like your line of work and you said you're an empath. Yes. Can you explain what that is and like what that, all that entails? Well, I'll try. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so since I was a little girl, I didn't even know. I just thought this was part of the human experience. So since I was little, and I probably did step away from the no, you're mic good. for a second. You sound good. <laughs> um, uh, I've had these abilities. I can feel things in a room when I walk in or when I'm near someone. I can feel what they're feeling. I may not understand it all the time. Can you feel what I'm feeling? Um, yes, I think. But I, <laughs> but, I, I, but I can't really speak of it at this moment. I mean, like, I can't give you, like, hey, this is what you're doing. Like, okay. um, sometimes I can. This episode is brought to you by Red Bike Delivery. This delivery service operates only using battery-powered, eco-friendly transportation. Red Bike Delivery is there for all your delivery needs, whether it's dinner for the family, flowers for your partner, or new houseplants for your new collection. Red Bike Delivery will gladly deliver those and everything in between. So what are you waiting for? Check out Red Bike Delivery on Facebook or Instagram for more information. Red Bike Delivery, because there's only one Earth. You have to like process it. Yeah. Okay. Unless I'm like, when I'm doing massage, it's a whole different thing because when I'm touching the body, like I literally have visions and and I see things that can come in colors or actually like actually vision, um, like a scene or a person or an experience that they're having that there is there because I really believe um, from all my experiences that our body holds all our, the memory and the trauma and the stuff that we haven't let go of. Mm, Absolutely. So, um, I feel what I call energy blocks. I don't know what to call it. Um, it, yes, it can be like a tension area, but it literally will go through my body. I can feel tingling. I can feel nauseous. I can get an instant headache. Um, since COVID lockdown, I, if there is a really bad energy pocket, I have to stop my massage and I actually have to excuse myself and go use the restroom. I mean, not trying to be giving you a horrible visual, but (laughs) (laughs) true experience many times. So, um, but it, yeah, it can be very intense, but I've had these things, um, since I was little and I just thought that was normal. So I didn't have language for it. Um, I didn't have words for it. I didn't know what it was. And then, I don't know, maybe, I'm trying to think, maybe 15 years ago or so, I started seeing the, like, the list of what an empath means or the abilities. I'm not so much an introvert. I'm more of an extrovert. But I can feel like an introvert when I'm overwhelmed with energy mm. of too much of experience. But, yeah. So, when you're giving somebody a massage mm-hmm. and you feel all the all their experiences and a lot of their trauma and, and you essentially take that on yourself because you said you absorb that energy. Sometimes, yes. How do you manage that energy? I have to do self-care for myself. Like I will wear stones, uh, different crystals that will help 
black it. I will shield it um, myself. There are times where I have to um, do, well, it depends on how many massages I'm doing in a day, how many people, and what the experience is. Sometimes I've had to cancel people and say, you know what, (laughs) I just had this really intense experience, and there's no way I can release this before I'm going to work on you. So I'm going to have to, you know, reschedule you either later in the day or the next day or something like that. Um, because I'll either uh, smudge myself with Palo Santo or hang on to some selenite or take like an Epsom salt bath. Usually it's about a bath or a shower that will do it the quickest for me. Um, but yeah, but it depends because I, I truly believe that all autoimmune diseases are because they're trauma based mm. of something that happened usually in childhood, but sometimes in other experiences too. So how would you explain that for somebody who's gone most of their life without um, an autoimmune disease and then they develop it? The best way I can describe it, because I'm not a doctor and I can't, I can only explain from my perspective, is that the body, because of the trauma, and it's never been either acknowledged or released or worked through, because I believe, excuse me, (coughs) I believe that um, all things, because we're all onions, okay? I, I view it this way, okay? So we all have layers. Some people never want to. <coughs> I, hit a, I hit a thing now that I'm coughing. All right. That's the universe going, yeah, that's right. Speak about it. Okay. So, <laughs> so, so we're all onions and we all have layers. And some people don't ever want to peel back a layer. Mm-hmm. Or maybe they'll peel back one or two. But some trauma-based stuff, if it wasn't acknowledged when they were younger or even in their early 20s, if it happened in their childhood, then it could hold in your body. And depending on if you ever work through it, and it, and I totally believe, and you know, mental health is, is a good thing, um, to have a positive one and to work through it. Not everybody, <coughs> not everybody can find, um, like, uh, talk therapy to work. So mm-hmm. sometimes they'll have to find their own way. You know, um, I personally have been on my own healing journey for 15 years, give or take. And I didn't know I had all these layers of stuff to work through, <laughs> you know. And so I had originally just made the decision that I was going to, even though I'm a really happy person, get rid of the the bitterness that I was holding on to stuff that I can't control that had happened. Right. How how did you choose to do that? Well, actually I used to watch Oprah all the time. (laughs) I was like, Oh, she's like, you know, but she in, because of her, some of her shows and stuff introduced me to different people that I could like, Oh, when they're talking, I can relate to what they're, they're saying. Like I really have enjoyed like Brene Brown over the, the years or Deepak Chopra but there's other people who who they who she's introduced on things that I've watched that I can't relate to them Mm. their tone is monotone or whatever (laughs) so you got to find what works for you right so that's how I first started like I I would find someone who was like oh they inspire me they they hit something in me how do I work through it so I would read what they'd written or listen to interviews or whatever that they they're their thing, and I guess, is the best and way. And you would to try to apply it to your life and your situation? Yes. And then as I was evolving and I was meeting people, 
then I would try something else. I, I found um, like acupuncture is really good for me. I have found mm. that a lot of energy-based therapies work great for me because I absorb all this stuff. But again, this is even before I knew I was an empath, right? right. And um, am I still working? No, well you're good. You're okay. good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but there's a lot of things that I was learning about myself as I started this journey in ways that I didn't even know you know, because when I was in, I lived in Colorado for almost eight years and I was doing, uh, working at a golf course, doing the horticulture and I went to school for massage there. But as I was there, I had a Chinese medicine instructor. He was an actual uh, doctor, but he also, you know, trained us in Western mm. too. So because of things that he was saying too, cause I always pick up everybody's information. Like I'm such a curious person that I'm like, Oh, so if something like, <laughs> Oh, maybe I should, maybe I should think about that. Or <laughs> how do I find out more information? Or, you know, um, some of it's like a quick, quick, or, or if I'm noticing like, uh, people bring up the same topic, you know, multiple times. Oh, that might be something I need to look into. <laughs> mm. Like that's how, like, like that's how I read it. And so, um, as I've been going on the journey, that's really what I've been doing. So it starts off with reading books, Oprah, <laughs> you know, and then it has just like evolved. And then what I was learning along the way too, is a lot of this stuff we don't talk about. We just don't talk about it. And like, why don't we talk about it? Like what? Um, well, we're just now talking about mental health therapy, you know, mm, yeah. and, and, um, why are we not, not only are we not, why aren't we talking about the, um, uh, talk therapy, but why aren't we talking about there's other sources out there that you can possibly, that doesn't work for you. You know, some people who talk about the same loop, same loop, then they're staying in the loop, you know, how are you shuffling out of your, out of, um, looking at a new experience. Do you think a lot of that has to do with the pharmaceutical companies because oh. they they make money off of oh. people who constantly go to therapy and then they can put them on all these different medications? Okay. And, and it's a, it's, that is such it's a revolving a, door. It not only is a revolving door, let's get real. Okay. So <laughs> we're going to go into a topic that people are going to be like, what? Okay. So the reality of, of uh, what I believe in this country is that the lobbyists really rule and run this entire country. And mm -hmm. if people understood that we could get so much further, it is not the politicians. It's not the president. I mean, it's not, it's the lobbyists and they're moving and shaking and the pharmaceutical. What do you think could be done about that though? I honestly, I don't know. Cause again, this you'd is almost why have to overthrow them. Somehow. You, you have to, but they, but it's, you know, that's, how this has been set up. And I do believe that a lot of the pharma, I'm not knocking Western medicine. I'm not, because I think there's a lot of things that are good, Yeah. but there's so many people that I know that I've worked on over the years that a lot of their problems is, is because the doctors don't understand. They only understand what they understand. So what does that make sense? Majority of the doctors in this country, unless they are choose to do this, they don't even understand the nutrition in the body. And yeah. you're like, how do you know what? And that's a real thing. So, well, I think especially too because science constantly changes, and they're learning learning more and more each day. But 
the doctors don't have they don't have the time to sit there and go to school constantly to learn these things. So, cause they have a caseload of you yes. know clients that they constantly have to work with. So they're yes. only working with what they know and what they learned in school. Yes. But also if you re if you listen or read about a lot of the drugs that they give you, there's more issues with the side effects than what you're actually dealing with. Yeah. So that causes Generally, another yeah. thing. Yeah. And, um, I personally have had clients who, because of the client's issues and they weren't being diagnosed properly, that they were kept being put on drugs that then they got addicted to because they kept being put on drugs. And then they're classified as a drug addict when it wasn't their, mm. <laughs> it's right. a, it's a crazy cycle. It's a revolving door because uh-huh. once you get somebody in there to, you know, to start taking these medications, and then they get addicted to them. Now they're making money because they're coming back for more. Yep. And then they go to rehab and then they, they might fail again and, and they go back for more and just, it's a, yep. it's, it's yep. a revolving door. It really is. It really, really, really is on so many levels. So, so where are we going with that? <laughs> I, don't <remember. laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Probably why I went on my journey to begin with. Okay. Probably. I think that's where it started. But then we <laughs> cycled with this. But that's part of why um, I started the podcast that I started. And it, and she's very young <laughs> as a podcast. But I, I have learned. What's the name the of your podcast? It's called The Naughty Mystic. Mm, why'd and you name it that? Because I like to swear. (laughs) I want to talk about the topics that are taboo. So I want people to be aware that, oh, you're not going to be just walking into like a everyday kind of podcast. Yeah. Um, Because I haven't talked about all the topics I want to talk about, but so far um, I'm, I'm diving into like things that I like and that I'm interested in, but I like to do the history of, of the stuff. And sometimes the history and knowledge about stuff, you're like, what? <laughs> so when you're doing this podcast, um, mm-hmm. is it like, uh, is it just you talking? Do you research a subject and then you discuss the subject? What is, what is the format like? Kind of everything. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I like you're yeah. all over the place. Yeah. So, well, because I'm a very curious person and I like, I like travel. I like learning about new things. There's, there's things I'm always learning about. And so far, I'll give you examples so far of what I've done. Um, I've talked about like pomegranates and where they come from and the nutrition of them. I've done cilantro slash coriander for food aspects so far. I've done some astrology because I like astrology, but I don't consider myself an astrologer. But I do Mm. think that has correlations with what goes on with people's lives. Um, I do. I've done um, health healing and trauma and I've introduced like what I've already discussed about the massage and 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 body mechanics because everything goes back to how your your health how your mind your body your spirit your heart relates to every corresponding aspect and I have done an episode strictly about foreskin and the American um uh version of circumcision Mm. which people are like what Yeah, you, you, you you've done me. what? <laughs> <laughs> and and that all actually bases because as a massage therapist, I have to do so many uh, educational CEUs for the because I'm licensed in three states, so each state has different requirements. And I had an astro- uh, uh, anatomy class back in August of 2020 that was actually done you know, by Zoom, but there was a donor and I had never had an anatomy class donor. And 
and the donor happened to be uh, male and he wasn't circumcised. And the instructor went into a whole 50 minute discussion about not only um, circumcision, the American version versus the religious aspect, but everything about foreskin. And I was like, I've never thought about foreskin. Well, there's two different versions? Oh, yeah. There's like, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if your listeners want to hear this. But Let's talk like, about it. So, so basically when it's in a, in a religious form, it's like a little snip. It's not like tearing apart the whole foreskin. Mm. When When the little baby comes out and it gets the American circumcision, there's so much foreskin to take away. So it doesn't have the actual foreskin for when, you know, for the, because it's actually cleaner, but the, let me backtrack. (laughs) So the doctors, um, I'm not a mother. I have never had children. So I don't know the whole thing that they do, but I have been informed that, uh, the parents are like, here, sign a waiver so you can, you know, do the circumcision. It's the cleanest. It's the healthiest. It's for your for your little boy. Well, that's not necessarily true. Um, what happens is that because the for, the way the foreskin wraps around the penis and everything is that you, all your pubic area where the hair is not supposed to go all the way up the shaft. That is not normal. Like, the foreskin actually is there to lubricate. It is to clean. There's there's certain ways you have to clean, but it's actually the healthier version. And most of the world does that. We don't do that. And there are the foreskin when it most does. Most other countries do that? Most other countries don't do the American version of uh, circumcision. But and do they circumcise? Not usually because of religious. Now, it all depends mm-hmm. because, you know. But the way the American circumcision is done is very, uh, I don't know the dates, but I want to say it was Protestants that did this back in the 1800s. And Wasn't they, it a Jewish thing to do? Well, that's the, that's the religious aspect. This oh, right. is the American okay. circumcision because the, I think it's the Protestants, and I may, may say it wrong because I don't have it right, but they had um, back, like I want to say 1800s, they were going to stop lust and masturbation. Mm. So let's. Cut it off and, you know, stop them from doing that. Well, we all know that's not going to happen. <laughs> Let's get real. But <laughs> so, but I think it's a really important thing because I didn't know that 50% of the erogenous zone is taken away when you do that, when you do the American version of sub, um, circumcision. Mm-hmm. So I was like, that, I think people need to know. And I've actually had a couple of people who've listened to the whole episode that they're like, well, I would have changed my whole <laughs> decision on my sons and I feel horrible. And it's not to make people feel bad. It's just yeah. I feel like you should know more information. And if you're curious, then go look into it more yourself, you know? Yeah. Because I was like, I had never thought of foreskin ever. I mean, why would you? <laughs> right, right. I know. And, and the thing is, is that when you are American circumcised, it, it's it's rough on it's rough on the penis, but it's also set up when it doesn't have that foreskin that will actually lube and and hit the vaginal walls even smoother, mm. and it will be um, there isn't so much um, friction and you know mm. issues that could that could hurt either either person. So you did a whole episode on this. Mm-hmm. What was the feedback like? Uh, so far. Um, Everyone that's listened to it, they're like, I would have made a different decision. 
wow. with my sons. Is it uh, primarily women that listen to your podcast? Or? If so far, I think it's half and half, but okay. um, the with who I work through, like I'm just learning the data stuff. So it's like, I think it's like 43 or 45 or something because there's non-binary and people who don't say who they are. So yeah, I think right now it's so far women, but I I don't know. Okay. (laughs) Well, it's interesting. That's interesting facts. And um, that's something that, again, that's a taboo subject that not many people talk about. Right. Yeah. So, and then, like, I have an upcoming, I haven't set it up yet, uh, but pelvic floor therapy will be discussed. And that's a whole thing that every woman needs to have pelvic floor therapy. What is that? Okay. So, it is, um, well, I don't know. (laughs) I haven't haven't figured out the wording on this yet. But basically, it's everything in the pelvic floor for women. Not that men don't have pelvic floor, but... When there is bladder leakage or um, or if women are, are hurting in sex, when they're having sex, it's all muscle-related around, I didn't even know this, that there's three different layers of muscles mm. in, not around the vagina and the vaginal walls. So anything that, that's tight or it's not tight enough, and it's not just Kegels because everyone, I've been doing my own little survey about this. <laughs> <laughs> and and the responses I get is, I've never heard of this. What are you talking about? Or, oh, I've had this experience, and this is my experience. Again, we don't talk about it. Yeah. I didn't even know that people are not, you know, having these experiences. Or my favorite is, oh, it's your, you need to do Kegels, or um, if you don't use it, you lose it. I'm like, mm, no, <laughs> that's not, <laughs> that's, that's not what that is. <laughs> so, yeah, and I, the PT that I've been working with, um, she and I are going to start doing uh, uh, interviews uh, with. I'm going to be interviewing her in starting in June. Oh. So, because um, the scheduling and stuff, but so that's that's a whole that's a whole thing that I'm like, why are we not talking about this? So, so you're really interested in bringing some awareness to a lot of the like anatomy and yeah. different things that is kind of looked at culturally as like a taboo type of subject. Yes. Yes, but also what I'm also learning too is like astrology to me is like fun. It's like informative. It can, it you know, what's above same as below, and um, there are people who think that that is taboo because of their own religious beliefs. That they're like, I would never, <laughs> and I'm like, oh, so there's so many like everything can be considered taboo. Seriously, yeah. Um, one of the first topics I was originally going to start talking about was grief. And that is such a big one that everyone's like, you're going to start off with that? John, I was like, all right. I've kind of <laughs> like backed off on it. But what, yeah. What was so taboo about grief? Well, because it's such a heavy subject. Mm. Such a heavy subject. And so, um, yeah, so I'm kind of, I'm holding off on that one just for a hot minute. But what, what would you discuss about grief? Well, I don't think that we talk about it enough, um, especially in this country. I can't speak about other countries, but I really feel um, perfect examples when I, my friend passed away and it was during COVID and nobody wanted to bring it up to me. They're like, how are you, you know, coping? How are you dealing? Because my, how I see it, and this is from my perspective, um, is that it's basically, okay, you get three days off from work mm. and, uh, all right, good. 
good luck, you know, and then nobody talks about it and you all move on. And grief can come in different forms and it doesn't just go away. And, and we can go up and down and all around. (laughs) And there's just different aspects. I mean, because nobody, I think, grieves the same. And I don't know if we're really given allowance to grieve. Mm. And grief just doesn't mean like somebody passed away. It can be the grief that you have to move on from a dream that you had or a job that you had or an idea or or it, it's like everything. Yeah. Like literally everything in your life because um I don't know if transformation is is a thing that I know a lot of people aren't good with change, but I think, you know, I really believe with the whole things have to be let go before you can burn. I like to burn things. (laughs) I like to burn things. So, like, when I want to get rid of something, if it's in paper form, I like to burn it. Like, not just take it to Goodwill and, you know, Mm. like, it's cool. I'm good with that. But, you know, I'll give it to somebody else. But, but. For me, it's like I have to like see like a visual of something burning away so something new can come. And I think that's part of the grieving process too. Well, isn't there, there's different steps to grieving. Yes. There's different steps of the process. Yes. I don't remember them all. I don't remember them right now either. (laughs) I didn't think we were going to talk about this. I didn't either. Yeah. So, hey, you know, there we go. But yeah, there's just, there's, but everybody has different steps. And I think. I think the biggest thing that I, that I have noticed, and part of the reason why I started the podcast too, is that I have a lot of people, whether they're clients or friends or family, they're like, well, that's interesting. Why are you even talking? You know, why, why did you even think about that? And there's a lot of people that just want to know information. Mm-hmm. And they're, they may, if it, the topic's what I would call woo-woo, you know, if you're too, back, they would consider it like hippie or whatever, or they're just... Like, well, that's interesting. I'd like to know more information, but they don't know where to get it. Yeah. That's that's well, the kind of stuff that... Well, I mean, sure, it could be woo-woo, but there there is scientific proof that everything has energy. Yes, you absolutely. So, like, there's certain aspects to a certain point where it's not woo-woo. Right. Correct? Right. So, for somebody to just dismiss it and say, well, that's a woo-woo subject and not discuss it, that's just, that's an easy way to dismiss something. But we're going back to the point of where you started, like, why are we so divided? <laughs> right. Yeah, right. because there's so many people who are like, well, because we have the logical people and we have the feelers, right? Mm-hmm. And some of the logical people don't understand what the feelers are, are feeling because they're like, well, I don't experience that. Because yeah. I really believe that everybody has abilities on whatever that is, you know, um, intuitively, energetically some people have abilities to be an asshole <laughs> that is a true statement yes that is a true statement they're really good at it <laughs> and they're and they're happy about it and they're happy that's that's what they they want to just be like but but i do i believe that that people are you know that's just what i believe what kind of abilities do you think people are capable of um I, I believe people can see visions. I believe people can see colors and, and auras. And um, I've been told that I'm psychic and, and medium also. Which, what does that mean? Uh, so that you can predict things um, or you just know things without 
knowing how you know stuff. Um, you can see things. D- there's different kind of psychic ability. Hmm. Um, and mediumship means like you can see the other side and you can talk to people on the other side. Whoa. And for, for many years, <laughs> I, again, this is, so, I was told this many years, and I would just answer, you know, like if I had a reading with somebody or whatever, if it was like a tarot reading or just a reading in general because they had abilities, everyone would say, and your psychic comedian was like, oh, okay, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> and people were like, what? You say what to them? And I was like, but that's stuff I'm exploring now, you know, because okay. I have had um, a couple of really good friends that, um, are on the other side and they're with me all the time and I have had experiences with both of them so now do you get any pushback from any of this like people calling bullshit like oh all the time all the time <laughs> but do I care no <laughs> what do those people say to you um some people are like I like well, but what are you talking about like my abilities or about as far like, as any of it I mean like I guess the people calling what you do and the things that you believe woo-woo. Oh, okay. Well, what I have known in the last, hmm, I would say probably 10 years, more people who um, are open to that are coming to me. Mm-hmm. Or people who have kind of like on the fence, they're, they're somehow the universe is bringing them to me because I believe in that. You can believe in whatever you want. God, the source. I definitely know. believe um, that people come into your life for a reason. Oh, absolutely. I mean, and, and it's, I think it's, it's not necessarily a woo woo thing, right? Like no. it's, it's, it's something like the energy you provide and you give off to people, people like, like accept that. Like when we first met, there's an energy there. Like oh, yeah. it might be like an awkward type of energy. Like we're, tr- we're just trying to get to know each other. Yeah. Feel it out. Of, yeah. Feel it out. <laughs> like what? But, like people come into your life for a reason and, oh, yeah. and they're attracted to whatever energy you give off. And it could be a good energy. could be a bad energy. Could. And also I do believe that people come in, uh, sometimes, even if it's in just a pure conversation, but they come in uh, maybe to teach you something. I have someone specifically in my life that I know that he is there to hit every trigger. <laughs> and so I can outgrow that, that trigger. And I, and I know it. And I know it. <laughs> and sometimes I'm like, Ugh. and But I get it. But I do... But I appreciate it, right? Yeah. Because it's it's. Um, Does it make you better as a person? Yeah. 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 And one of the one of the beautiful things that I realize, um, astrologically, I'm a triple fire sign. So you're a what? Triple fire sign. So I got a lot of energy, a lot oh, of okay. a lot of fire. Lot you of, definitely have a lot of energy. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm being calm. <laughs> this is me being calm. Um. Uh. But uh, I always had like a pit of fire in the but it's the best way I can describe it in my stomach so I could get like if you get triggered me not necessarily all the time like jump start quick you know but mm-hmm. I could I could learn and especially when I was younger and I didn't understand I was an empath and that I picked up on people's energy so much I took a lot of stuff a lot of stuff personally a lot of stuff because I thought it was me Right? Like, why are they doing this to me? <laughs> but it's really, you know, other people's projections of stuff. Yeah. And so, um, but when my friend passed, I really feel like he took that. That was his gift when he left. was Because now I don't react as much. But I do appreciate the fact of when when there are people in my life that I'm like, they have to poke. Do you say, think it gives you a greater appreciation of life? Oh, Yes. 
Oh, yes. Because things happen for a reason. Like, yeah, they're, oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, sometimes it's not pretty. It's not pretty. And when you, what I would call like level up or ascend, you know, to move up to a higher, even a higher vibration, it is not pretty. Let me tell you, last week, you know, the week of the, changing of the time and that full moon mm. and full moons don't usually affect me at all oh my god <laughs> how did it affect you oh it was bad <laughs> it was bad i i couldn't sleep i had pain that i don't normally have um i i really didn't sleep very well and that that whole friday was was bad i was oh. cranky and i'm not a cranky person my sister was like Oh, you're not usually like this. I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> we won't even go into the stuff that I was saying that day, but um, was it nice? <laughs> so I just try to stay away from people. <laughs> now, when you are giving people massages and stuff, yes, and you can feel their experiences and their some of the things that they've gone through. You're seeing these visions. Mm-hmm. What kind of things are you seeing? Okay, well, one time I had a client. I don't know how long I had been working on her for. I don't remember. I don't think it was like the first time I'd worked on her. I think I've been a couple times. And I saw on her left, um, it was like basically up in her left shoulder. And I was touching it and there was an energy pocket. But what I kept visualizing was a green web with a black spider. And I said to her. You have a spider in your body. Well, it wasn't that. I just said. I, I don't understand what this means, but I feel like you have something with your heart chakra. Like there is a, uh, your, your heart broken. Uh, maybe you haven't released. Um, like you're trying to, to, to um, web it together or to protect yourself. But I really feel like you have heartbreak. And uh, she didn't go into specifics, but she um, just started crying. Mm. So I don't know like what that representative but i've i've seen that i worked on someone a couple years ago that had a pain in her leg that she couldn't no one could explain she'd gone to the doctors done all this stuff and she just couldn't get rid of this pain and um when i touched that particular part of her leg it was just bright yellow i just kept seeing bright yellow and it didn't mean anything to me because usually bright yellow means the the stomach, like the solar plex, that kind of thing. Okay. And there wasn't like, I didn't have a stomach pain because usually if I see a color, then it associates to another part of my body um, to, to tell me where it's going. And I, and I said, because <laughs> I, I kept trying to like figure it out before I said anything to her. And I said, so what does bright yellow mean to you? Oh, wow. <laughs> and she said, my granddaughter. And, and I said, okay. I said, this pain is associated with her. Like, I just know it is. And I didn't know. I mean, she told me after the massage that she had been concerned some things with her granddaughter had been happening. And so she wow. had been worried and stressed, but she didn't know that that was what the leg pain was. Wow. Yep. That's crazy. And mm-hmm. do you have these experiences quite often when you're given massages? Yes, I have one regular client who tells me, <laughs> he told me a couple months ago, your job sucks. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, what? And she's like, well, because you can feel all the stuff and, you know, you, 
And I was like, no, I, I wouldn't be doing <laughs> it if I hated it, you know. But she's like, you feel everything. And she has a lot of um, autoimmune diseases and oh, stuff wow. like that. So I've witnessed, yeah. So there's been times where I've actually had to stop working on people because it was just too... It was too much. Like, I was literally going to throw up on them before. Like, I, I was talking to um, Jessica Sanfilippe. I can't remember how to say her last name, but any Jessica or Jennifer. Oh, crap. I don't remember. Okay. Anyways, I did an episode with her uh, last summer, and she had uh, breast cancer. And um, she had told me that um, she went through this healing process, and she, like, had just left this r- really bad relationship. And, um, after she left the relationship, I think she might've done some healing things and it went away. Mm -hmm. And, uh, Mm -hmm. and she thinks it was due to the bad relationship. It caused a bunch of like Mm -hmm. trauma. And Mm -hmm. I don't know, she explained like there's certain areas of the body that are like specific to certain kinds of trauma. Yes, it can be. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Could you explain that? Well, again, that all I have found that it depends on the person. Oh, okay. Um, because of my experiences, because I have seen like uh, astrologically, like each body part has a different association to a different. Like knees are Capricorn, also bones are Capricorn because of what they represent. Um, but I personally have just noticed different things with different people, so I haven't seeing the correlation with the different body part for this specific trauma for me personally okay. when I'm working on people because um, a lot of people, probably because of the type of people that I tend to work on a more regular basis are have autoimmune, so their whole body has taken over the trauma because they never released it. So when somebody comes to you mm-hmm. and they're like, I want you to work on me, I have... Um, I have issues or I have trauma that I need to deal with. Do they know that they have an issue? No, they don't know. They they don't usually know that there's trauma. They don't usually know that that's their thing. So the, the, um, at least that's been my experience so far. I haven't had anyone that said, Oh, I have this trauma. I want you to figure this out (laughs) because I don't really announce that, um, to people because it does freak some people out. Um, so I just kind of, let that, and I, I wait to see it, how they're, you know, receiving. There's some people, I tell them immediately when I start working on them, um, sometimes, uh, because I I actually go to people's houses. So, mm. um, so I, I get the feel of their house, but I also see, you know, how they're interacting. And some people, I tell them immediately, even before I touch them, like, I'm intuitive, I'm an empath, I, this is what I experience sometimes, you know. Some of them are like, yeah, and other people are like, I actually, I actually had an experience last fall of a woman when I was working on her. She told me when I walked in, she's like, I knew you were a good witch the minute you walked in. I said, <laughs> what? I never had anyone tell me that. She's like, yeah. And I made her, I made her release some stuff. You know, she ended up crying and releasing some stuff, but she's like, I don't like doing that. And I said, well, <laughs> all right, I, I don't know what to tell you, but um, yeah, so I mean, I have like just different, you know, because you have different people who have different belief systems. Too. Right, right. Mm-hmm. And so some people are more open to, hey, tell me whatever you got to tell me. And then there's other people who like, I don't, 
I don't want to know this. Just massage me. Yeah. <laughs> or if they, if they're, it's out of their, you know, cause I have a lot of um, people who work in like tech, you know, so they're more oh. logical. Their, their brains work more like an engineer. Okay. You know, versus like, I, I look at it as how we view things. Um, probably because of when I was in horticulture, I had, because I, I really don't, I do my own horticulture now. I don't work for other people for that. But but I always noticed that, like, a lot of people either had the engineer mind or the artistic mind, mm. okay? So... What's um, more prevalent, do you think? Um, I think we're really more meshed than people want to think they are because, but... <laughs> But when I worked, but when I worked in garden centers, I always knew who the engineers were that walked in because they're the only ones that had the tape measure. Like every <laughs> time, and I would walk up to them. Didn't matter if it was male or female, and they'd have the tape measure. And I was like, "You're an engineer, you yeah? How'd you know? Because you guys are the only ones that come in, you know? <laughs> like have it. And I'm not talking about the people who come in. They have to make sure that they're certain, you know, for their. But yeah, yeah. but but I think we're really actually more blended. I just mm. think the people who are more logical and practical, they are skeptical about what they're feeling because again, this is not something that we talk about, right? Right. Because who knows they think we're crazy or or religious beliefs or um it's not talked about in the family. Like I grew up in a family, we didn't talk about it. I didn't know it was a thing. Like yeah. I just and there's lots of things I experienced that I just thought was normal and you know, one of my really good girlfriends that is no longer here. She's been gone for six years and she would tell me, Jen, that's not well, she was very, she was one of the people that actually helped me to see this aspect of life. But when I would tell her story, she's like, yeah, that's not, no, not everybody does it. And I've actually been told by people who have read me or who, who know um, empathic, you know, abilities or have friends that are empaths who have literally told me I've never met anyone like you where you can feel everything. Because mm. most empaths have different qualities or they'll have one or the other or whatever but they're like you have so i don't even know what that means like i yeah. can't tell you what that means because i don't i only know what my experience is do you think it makes you feel crazy sometimes when i was a kid yeah because yeah. i kept being told that what i was feeling or what i because i would know things and i would tell people and the adults would tell me i was crazy or like that's not what's really going on but really i saw the bigger picture and i could tell what was going on because i can walk into a room um and assess the room and everything that's happening what you can visually see is not what emotionally is happening mm. or energetically or both wow mm -hmm. wow like a lot <laughs> <laughs> yeah so um and i've been taking some classes recently that the instructor had informed me that in one of the classes i should be teaching it and I'm like, but I don't even know what the hell you're talking about. <laughs> like, I don't have the language. That's the other right. thing about the podcast I like that I'm doing too is that, like, I don't, everything has language. But if you don't know what you're asking because you don't even know that it's a thing, yeah. how are you supposed to know anything more about it? Right. So, so it's fun. almost like real time you learning about it too. Yes. Yeah. At times. Yeah. So when you sit down to do a podcast, do you research the subject before you record? Do you, um, uh, sorry. <laughs> my, my brother sent me a text message. I, sh I shut my phone. I turned my phone on airplane mode, but it still goes to the computer. All right. I like it. Dang. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
So, uh, usually I research it. Do you? That's where you're okay. pushing. If I know that, but my episodes, other than the one interview that I've done so far, everything is like 20 minutes or less. Okay. So it's not like a, um, it's not like a Joe Rogan. Let's talk for four hours straight yeah. about, you know, whatever about that particular person, you know, with that person. It's more, uh, it's something that like the pomegranate one, I think is maybe eight minutes long, oh, 10 wow. minutes long, you know, but then the so it's one, just like you literally throwing on a microphone and recording real quick sometimes. Yes. yes but I also have to edit cause I'm the one that's doing uh, it all. <laughs> so you just sit there. So when you sit down to do an episode, do you mm-hmm. just, you have the information out in front of you and you're, are you just like kind of discussing it? Is it scripted? Oh, nothing's ever no, scripted. I love hey, that. Have you noticed how I talk? Nothing's <laughs> ever scripted. And I have squirrels, so I'm like, oh, and then this, uh, 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 yeah. So <laughs> I see. I I like that about podcasts because I don't like scripted podcasts. Yeah, I I've, I've been told that it's uh I I like authentic. Like I like yeah. to watch somebody like form a an opinion in real time. Yeah. Or there'll be something they'll be like, oh, and there has been things that I have totally, mi- I am horrible at enunciation. I, <laughs> I, I want to enunciate everything properly. So mm. there are things that are be like, I don't know how to word this. Like I just did one because I didn't even know what the uh, holy festival was. And it's an ancient um, hin- Hindu uh, ceremony festival Okay. that I literally just had learned like two days before. So I was doing like really crash and I was like the, the pronunciation of all the mythology. I'm like, <laughs> I'm not even going to butcher it, you know, <laughs> but like I was explaining in another episode, something about, I got up on my soapbox about essential oils and mm. I was talking about adding and I, and I called Sesame. <laughs> Sesame Seed, Sesame Street, <laughs> cracked myself up. And I was like, and I left it in there, <laughs> you know, because I was like, oh, no, this is who I am. And oh, then, that's hilarious. Yeah. So, yeah, that's. And then my interview with my naturopath that's in Arizona, he and I did an interview. And and he's very excited because I wanted people to understand what naturopath is, a naturopathic uh, physician versus what naturopath is. And he explains all of that. Um because I want people to know that there's options. I'm a girl that likes to have choices and options. And I want people to understand that they're not stuck. Yeah. That I really believe in that. Um. So is this something you're constantly looking for guests on? or? I'm just starting um, to book people. But I, I'm picking things that are like course interesting to me yeah because i don't want to be bored yeah no absolutely not <laughs> it's, it's it's mine um, and if people want to listen fantastic but well, it's your platform you should yeah. be able to do whatever you want to do exactly. right exactly so but i'm slowly adding people that i know and then there's other people that i haven't reached out to yet that i want to because like i don't know there's there's a lot of things that i'm like i, I didn't even know that was a thing mm. and we need to talk about it cool like yeah so I'm, I'm learning that, like, um, I found it very interesting, like, to do the cilantro slash coriander uh, segment, because coriander is coriander for the rest of the world. We, in North America, label it as cilantro slash coriander, because hmm. cilantro is the Spanish word for coriander, for the leaves in the in the in the stems, so cilantro is just the leaves in the stem, which you can eat the entire plant, the whole is edible but we consider coriander as the dry seeds and then and and actually how uh cilantro and coriander depending on where you're at in the world 
can help you um, detox out of heavy metals. And most people don't know about that. And they're like, what? I'm like, yeah, food is important. Because I haven't even mentioned that I'm also a Juice Plus and a Tower Garden rep because, you know, it's all about that whole nutrition and how people don't even know. Yeah, you know? I definitely think that there's there's benefits to uh, nutrition and, like, nu- nutrient-rich foods Yeah. Um, and vitamins and all kinds of things. Like, I take uh, turmeric. Yeah. And oh, yeah. Uh, that's mm-hmm. – I think that has uh, – what's the – it has black pepper and there's another one that's – um. You're supposed to put with it too. I can't remember what it's called. Oh, I can't remember right now. But yeah, um, but yeah, and that has like great benefits. Oh, great and for anti-inflammation. Yeah, and mm-hmm. I think uh, a lot of people, especially in today's day and age, don't necessarily like get into that kind of stuff because they're so stuck on like eating just bad foods and. Well, and if they don't know anything, like that's the thing. How are you, again, if you don't know, how are you going to improve? Right. So, so whether they're, they're raised on, um, I have several friends (laughs) who don't like fruits and vegetables, you know, like they're like, ew, like what's wrong with them? Yeah, I know. (laughs) And I'm like, what are you talking about? And I, and I didn't even realize I was a foodie until, I don't know, a couple years ago because I'm all like, oh. Like, I need it. Because in my mind, foodies were like, you go to some expensive restaurant for this, like, little tiny, and mm. I'm like, that's not how I roll. <laughs> but I want to try something that has a lot of flavor to it. And yeah. and I like the mom and pop places. Yeah. And, but I like the, you know, trying, I don't, I just, I just like trying new, life is exciting and adventurous to me. So, yeah. why not? <laughs> I know, we were uh, just actually watching Triple D's the other day. <gasps> yes. And uh, I put on this episode because... He was in Detroit, and oh, I'm yeah. like, I want to, I want to watch it because he's in Detroit, uh-huh. and uh, it was a Polish restaurant. And my wife's like, "Do you even like Polish food?" And I'm like, "I don't know." And she's like, "It doesn't even look appetizing." I'm like, "I don't know. I'd try it. it. I mean, why not?" When I was it 2020, I don't think it, maybe it was 2020. My sister lives um in in one of the Detroit burbs, and we had gone to um Hamtramck to do a Polish art like their little eggs that they do for Easter. Mm. And right down the street was a market. And I'm not huge into Polish food, but I did have some pierogies that I was like, okay, that changed my mind. (laughs) Because they were homemade, you know, actually from. But I also like that authentic, I like that authentic uh, way of cooking. Because I I dig on it. Like there, I've had a lot of friends who are like, what? Because I... I tend to be that white chick that's in a restaurant that is the only white chick. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because I'm like, this is where you're supposed to be. Because it's the authentic stuff. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm I'm that girl. <laughs> that's hilarious. Yeah. yeah. So it's been yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> Many times in my life. So yeah. So we're an hour in. Yes. It's crazy. <laughs> Time flew. Yes, it did. Um, now you have your podcast podcast that mm-hmm. pro- podcast. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you have your podcast. It's called the Naughty Mystic. Mystic. Mm-hmm. Um, is that available everywhere? It's on Spotify, Google uh, Podcasts, and Stitcher as of right now. But like okay. I said, it's really new. This is out of my comfort zone with the tech stuff. So <laughs> yeah, so, that's good though. Oh, I'm I'm very yeah. Yes, I'm very happy about it. But um, yeah, but I, I start laughing because I'm, I'm editing and everything. You know, it took me a year and a half to really um, get this out and figure out what I wanted to do. So I'm very happy. 
Cool. Mm-hmm. Cool. And um, so is there, do you list, do you post episodes weekly? How does that that because of everything else I'm doing, I yeah. haven't figured that aspect out. I should, okay. but I haven't quite. I think there's like nine or ten episodes out there. But like I said, a lot of them are under, you know, they're all under twenty minutes, except for the one with my naturopath. Um, okay. So far, so far. Okay. And as far as uh, like, do you, as far as um, getting the massage or any of that stuff, do you have a? Is that a business? Yeah, it is. It, okay. uh, it's Healing Time Massage. Um, the website is MI before like Michigan, you know, okay. the letter MI and then it's healing time massage.com and time is like the herb <laughs> T H Y M E. So yes. Mm-hmm. Cool. Cool. And, um, yeah. Is there anything else you want to promote before we wrap this up? No, not to my knowledge at the moment. <laughs> is there any words of, I, I always try to do this at the end of an episode. I'll ask somebody, um, like, is there any like words of inspiration you want to add to, to the listeners. I can't think of anything at no. the moment, but I, I feel that being curious is important for the human uh, experience. Really. You know, because some people don't do well with change. Some people don't like transformation, but being curious, even if it's like a baby step, mm-hmm can can change your whole life in ways that you don't even know. So I guess that would be my, are you getting curious enough? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. And that's one reason why I started the podcast too, is because I'm like, I'm curious to talk to other people who have different points of view. Like, I mean, your point of view, like I'm sure a lot of people will be like, I don't agree with that. Right, exactly. But it's good to have those discussions because then people know. Yeah. You know. And I'm okay that people don't agree with me. It you're You have your own life experience. And, yeah. I, and I think... Okay, and I know you want to wrap this up, but no, it fine. really does say this. I don't like cancel culture. Why are we canceling it. people? Because I don't know why, um, you know, I've always been a little left of center, <laughs> if no one has figured this out. But this cancel culture, I'm okay with people coming out and, okay, they did something wrong. But... If you're going to cancel everyone, you're going to cancel yourself too. Yeah. Because no one is perfect. No one is perfect. And we all make mistakes. We're all human. Yes, some people have done worse things and they need to be punished. But who are you to punish those people? Well, and that's the problem with (laughs) censorship is, you know, it's always a good idea until it is you. Yeah. And then when it is you, you're like, fuck. Yeah. You know. Yeah, it's it's a huge problem, it, it's and a I don't know. Huge problem. I don't know where it's going. It's not going in a good direction. I do know that. Yes, and I hope that people start opening their eyes to that and yeah. and stop because um, I always have different people in my life with different points of view. I've always had. Um, if you want to go political, Republicans and liberals and all the, and I'm going to fight you on stuff. <laughs> I 
I'm not going to agree with you. But that is That's a beautiful good. thing. Yeah, because you know what? When you hear different points of view, you may not agree with them, yeah. but you might see something that you were like, oh, I didn't see it from that perspective. Yeah, it gives you a whole new perspective on that situation. Yeah. I, I've definitely, like, since doing this podcast, I've gotten different perspectives on so many different subjects and not necessarily even just political things, just right. like things that I maybe like didn't know much about, right? you know, but I, I look at it as in a different light. Right. And that's the important part about doing like podcasts and listening to platforms like yours and mine right. and like even Joe Rogan, stuff yeah. like that. It's like, it's important to have those conversations because if you don't, then the people, the powers that, that be, you know, yes. control everything. Yes. The, the, the media controls everything. Exactly. And I have, well, we won't even get into that either. <laughs> There's so many things. It's so many things. And, and you know, if you're not, if you're not, you know, stepping into someone else's, if everyone around you looks the same and you do all the same things and you experience all the same things, then how the hell are you going to be able to have a conversation with somebody else? Like, that's yeah. why I think traveling and having new experiences is so important yeah. and not um every person has to look like you not every person you know is going to have the same opinion but you're going to come out of that ex- whoops sorry no, you're good. that that experience in such a a new way you will have changed yeah mm-hmm. yeah i think it's very important yeah because there's so many amazing people out there and there's so many things out there that you just need to experience for yourself. Yeah, and it's, I mean, it's easy to get into an echo chamber of people you agree with and just surrounding yourself by those people. And But then when you, you know, don't put yourself into a situation where you're confronted by different ideas, then you end up in an echo chamber. Oh, and absolutely. And then that's when people want to start silencing you. Yeah. And the thing is, like, the thing about discussion, it's good to have somebody tell you when you're wrong. Oh, yeah. Because if you're if you say something that's like if I said something that's stupid on this podcast, I hope somebody would be like, hey, you shouldn't have said that. <laughs> like that was wrong. And then this is why. Because then I could be like, oh, wow, you're right. I was wrong. Right. I don't think anybody should be canceled over that. No, because we all make mistakes. And if and again, if we don't know, then how are we going to, you know, level up or get better or have a bigger life experience? I mean, my experience and and a different person going to have a different experience i and i want to embrace that and say oh yeah oh i didn't know that i didn't even know that was a thing yeah mm-hmm. absolutely <laughs> i love it i love it this podcast was a lot of fun i hope you will come back sometime oh absolutely all right <laughs> and uh tune into your podcast um everywhere that it's available it's on uh spotify stitcher google, google. google podcast so far do you so upload far. to um Anchor? Yes, I okay. do. I so do. it doesn't upload it to all the other platforms that Anchor is associated with? To my knowledge, no, it only says four, but I don't understand. Hold on. I'm going to okay. find it because <laughs> you should have it on Apple. Oh, that became an uh, issue. So that I don't know how that is even, but we'll figure that out. <laughs> I'm going to look it up right now in right. real time. In real time. In real time. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> <laughs> it's called The Not Naughty mm-hmm. Mystic. Yep. And it has a phoenix rising through the fire of a tree. It actually represents my friend that passed and me. Mm, very cool. <laughs> oh, my phone's on airplane mode. Oh. That might be an issue. That might be an issue. Mystic. <laughs> Here we go. 
Yeah, I don't see it. Yeah, to my knowledge, it's not on there. You need to get on Apple. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, this has been a pleasure. um, And uh, thank you again for doing this. Yeah. Um, I will get your links to your podcast and your website and all that stuff and put it in the show notes. All right. Thank you. Yep. Thank you. (laughs) 